You are listening to Revealing Real Estate Podcast, where we dive into getting over your fear of taking risk in real estate and making money while you sleep. I'm Nico Pedizano, your host and real estate guru with over 20 years of experience. It's time to get real. We are going to have a wonderful show today. Uh, this is the second time we had to do this show because the first show we had some technical difficulties with. Now it's going to even be that much better. Yeah. We are going to have Marina Booney on the show. Uh, welcome to the show, Marina. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Nick. No problem. So for those that don't know Marina, uh, Marina is a licensed real estate agent on the OP team, and she's been with the team right now for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. uh, we are lucky and grateful to have her as part of the team. Um, and I want to talk about her story because I think it's such a great story to really emphasize on, on a lot of young, inspiring real estate agents. This show is for you, uh, especially if you're a woman who's starting out into the business itself. You're going to listen to the true live, you know, stories of what it really takes to become successful. And this girl's killing it right now in the industry. Um, she's a rock star. We just want to talk about her story a bit. Uh, so, Marina, I'm really looking forward to having this show because you started out from another brokerage at the time before you joined the team. And I love real estate agents that come onto the team that have actually tried it out themselves first. Right. So this is we and we had an episode broker versus team model. And you tried the broker model. I did, yep. Yeah. Can you give us some insight of what made you want to make that transition um, going from broker to team? Yeah. So I started off um, as an individual agent at a brokerage. And I thought 100% I could do it on my own. I was like, you know, I got this. Um, I was definitely very new to the entire world. So just some background context. I don't have any family or friends I have a couple friends in real estate, but they were just starting off as well. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go the team option. I kind of want to do it on my own. And I started with the brokerage. Now, that was um, definitely not the right decision. <laughs> Can I ask why? Why wasn't that the right decision? What was the difference? Now you understand the difference between yeah. team model versus broker model. Mm -hmm. But was it a lot of broken promises? Were you expecting something different? What mm -hmm. was it that you found that, hey, it wasn't the right fit for you? Yeah, I just find that like, so for my personal experience, I was doing a lot of prospecting. So I was generating the leads. I was speaking with the clients. I was getting some activity, but I had no idea really what to do with these clients. I had no idea um, how to converse with them, how to understand their situation a little bit more, how to utilize the tools that we have in the real estate world in order for us to, you know, continue moving um, the client from step after step. So like for me, it was very frustrating because I knew I had the ability to generate the leads, but it was rather, how do I work the client? How do I close the deal? And when I was at the brokerage that I was at previously, um, there wasn't that mentorship. There wasn't someone there holding my hand, telling me, okay, this is what you need to do. This is how you set up your database. This is what you're going to say to the client. And it was very frustrating to me because I knew I had the work ethic and I knew I had the dedication towards my business and, and helping my clients, whether it was buying, selling, investing, having real estate conversations. But I, I didn't have somebody who was there to tell me, okay, this is exactly how you're going to work the client. And this is how you're going to get them from, you know, just as early as a conversation as, yeah, I'm looking to sell and then actually listing their house. So I remember at the time when I was at the brokerage, I remember feeling so helpless. 
Like I, I had no idea what I was doing. And every time, you know, I was like trying to reach out and, and get that help or support. I wasn't getting any answers. I wasn't getting any solutions. I wasn't having, you know, like I, I felt that I didn't have the ability to sit down and, and speak with the person and get that one-on-one mentorship. And I remember I was crying and I was like, listen, I don't have a plan B. Like I need to succeed in real estate and it's just not looking good for me. So I found your real estate um, Instagram profile, the OP team. And I was like, oh, this guy's doing a lot of work. You know, he sounds very personable. He sounds like he would be a great help. And I remember when I was leaving the brokerage, I told myself I wasn't going to make the mistake of not interviewing a lot of different teams. And I was like, I'm going to go to like six to seven different teams, understand their model a little bit more. And then I met you and we just clicked. And you were like, I'm happy that you kind of failed (laughs) doing it on your own. You're like, I love those agents because that's how you see and recognize the help and support that we're going to give you. And I remember you and I were just cracking a few jokes and like, I felt like you were a friend to me. And I saw that your real estate agents on your team were successful. And I saw what you guys did for the marketing. I saw the paid ads. I saw the fact that you were very hands-on with your real estate agents. But also at the same time, you were consistently educating, um, you know, the people, the audience about what's going on with the market, whether it was a first-time home buyer, an investor, if you were looking to potentially work on sellers, you were being completely truthful and honest with um, you know, your, your personal opinion on what was happening with the real estate market. And you had a lot of integrity with the way that you spoke. And I appreciated that because I felt that a lot of the times when I would, um, so prior to speaking with you, when I was interviewing different brokerages, brokerages, not teams, I felt that a lot of different broker of records or managers were just more salesy. And you just had such a laid back approach. And I remember thinking like after I met you and and we clicked and I was like, okay, like I should do my due diligence and speak to other team leaders as I promised myself. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to sign the contract with you Nick, the next day. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt right. It, felt it just right. felt right. Yeah. You know, and so you've gone through that process. We met, we looked over your business plan. We looked at what you were doing daily within your business. We looked yep. at kind of what your struggles were yep. uh, at the very beginning. You didn't last long with the brokerage model. Uh, then you decided to come over a team, which I think mm-hmm. was a really good transition for you because I feel like you've fast-tracked quite a bit that it would have took you a lot more time if you were on your own building that brand, building and investing through that process. Mm-hmm. And not to say that you don't have the talent to do it. You definitely do. And what I saw in you basically is that you had that drive. And most people... To become successful, especially in real estate, yeah. if you don't have a drive, if you don't have hustle, yeah. you're not gonna you make ain't going to be successful. Yeah, you're not going to make I it. I knew you had the hustle. Yeah. I knew you had, you know, you wanted it. You really wanted to, to really go out there and really knock this out of the park. Yeah. It was just about direction for you at the very beginning. How do we direct that energy to make sure that you're doing the right things within your business every single day that will give you the most achievements and give you the most success? And, yeah. you know that's what was going to make you grow. It took some time to really kind of look at what you were doing within your business model. Yep. Uh, And then we started that transition for you. Can you share about how that transition was? What were the things that you then really started to work on within your business that was different when you went from that broker model versus the team model, right? I want to talk about your beginning story of real estate. Yeah. And, you know, those struggles that you had. I'm sure that we all still deal with struggles. We all deal with our own stuff. Yeah. But what were some of the real big struggles that you were dealing with? 
Yeah, that's a great question because I find that a lot of real estate agents, especially the young, new, eager ones are like, you know, I have the drive, I have the personality, I have the work ethic and so forth, and I'm just going to kill it. But that's not what real estate is about. So one example that I wanted to share is when I was with the brokerage, I actually went to a listing appointment in Vaughn. And it was this beautiful bungalow. And I kid you not, I had no idea how to prep for this appointment. And this was prior to you being part of the team, right? Yeah, prior to me being part of the team. I was like, okay, I'm going to show up. I'm going to talk to the client. I'm going to win her over because everybody likes me. You got charm. Yeah, you got charm, right? (laughs) I was like, I got this in the bag. And like, whatever. She opens the door. And I'm like, okay, I'll just walk through the house. And I had no idea how to actually properly evaluate um, her house, how to run through comparables, how to walk through the report that I was supposed to prepare for the client. I had no idea how to even discuss or share the market knowledge that I had um, built and prepared for with the client specifically because I was scared. I was nervous. I didn't trust myself. I felt like I was completely going to fail, which I did. Um, it's really, really sad. You, you need to fail. Yeah. You, need, you need those failures in your life, right? Because those are going to help you. You know, you got to swipe it off and then just get on to the next one, right? Yeah. But, I remember I shared this story with you. You're like, so what happened at the listing appointment? And I was like, Nick, I walked in and I walked right out and you started dying. And it was, it was something that um, woke me up. And that's when I knew. I think that appointment that just went south was one of the reasons why I was like, okay, this brokerage model is not going to work for me. I need someone who's going to be there for me. Who's going to show you the meats and bones of what yeah. to do when you walk into a listing presentation because yeah. it's very important that you have that. It's it's probably going to be the biggest tool. And I talk about this a lot. It's your biggest tool that you're going to have in your tool bag. Yeah. If you know, if you have a really good, strong listing uh, presentation, yeah. you're going to sign more listings. Oh, for sure. And if you sign more listings through our program, through our systems, we understand that we're looking on especially through our marketing campaigns to generate an abundance of leads that will then convert into more leads, right? Correct. So we feel out of every listing, you should be able to transact or convert two or three more transactions from yeah. that. So you start on the team and you were hungry. So you, you were doing a lot of door knocking on your own at yeah. first, right? So I'm like, I like the door knocking. It's part of a prospecting plan, right? Because a big component for me is, hey, let's find what works for, for each particular person. Because what Correct. works for Marina may not work for me, what works for somebody else on the team, maybe for a male, like, you know, I think women will have a lot more success over a male in, in door knocking, right? Correct. Because yeah, I agree. You get a big six foot giant like me knocking <laughs> on the door. They're calling the cops. Not many people are opening the door, right? Everybody's got cameras. They're calling the cops like, oh my God, who's this guy? Uh, but for a woman's perspective, it's like, yep. you know, maybe it's a little bit more of an ease to open up that door and have that conversation with, with somebody. So Correct. I feel... From that perspective, a woman would probably be a lot more dominant in door knocking prospecting. So you started with a team and part of your prospecting campaigns were door knocking. Mm -hmm. I wanted you to continue that, right? I was killing it. And you were killing it. You were. (laughs) You were generating a lot of leads through that. You were having a lot of good conversations from it. Mm -hmm. You ended up getting an appointment from from one. Yeah. Which we ended up selling. Yeah. But what was your experience now? Because... And I want to go back to that broker versus team model. On a broker model, that manager ain't coming with you to that appointment. Oh, no. I came with you on that appointment. Correct. And what did you find through that appointment? Yeah, so I just want to touch quickly on on the struggles question that you asked previously. Yeah, that's great. Because I know that that's a big discussion that I want to just sort of share with all the listeners out there. So, um, 
you know, one thing that when you first start off in the real estate world as a new agent that you don't realize is it's extremely competitive out there. So, you know, you're working on a specific client and they're like, yeah, but my uncle's in real estate and my next door neighbor is going to sell my house, but my best friend also is going to buy me one. And you're like, okay, (laughs) what am I going to do? You know, how do I show you the value that I'm going to provide to you? And I think that when I first started off with the team, I had nobody asked more questions in the world more than I do. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so for I those have... that don't know Marina, she does ask a lot of questions, but it's good. Questions are good because she wants to learn and she wants to get that information because she wants to make sure that she can move on to the next one because we know she's going to have another question. So she wants to move past that one. <laughs> I have, but it's important. I have 20 to 25 questions every single day, but um, we I... had to hire a manager just for her questions. <laughs> so sad but listen the questions like they don't stop i still have now 20 to 25 even a year and a half but you know i find in this business though the truth is is that what i really love about this business is that you're learning every day and i'm still learning yeah right it's become so competitive and you're still learning you know when i first started there was maybe 20 22,000 to 25,000 members of the toronto real estate board this is back in 2004 today currently i think we're over 70,000 yeah back then there was more inventory on the market Oh, for sure. Now we're having a real supply struggle. We're fighting. We're fighting. Yeah. So there's not enough right now product, (laughs) I believe, to go around for everybody. There was plenty before. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think those are part of the battles that we're dealing with right now and and why there's a lot of real estate agents that are going to be considering to leave the business. And this podcast is really important for somebody who is thinking about either getting into the business or is in the business and who's struggling what those issues and what struggles you're actually going to have. Right. So I think that, you know, you meet clients who have very different situations and circumstances. Someone's going through a divorce. Someone has, you know, immigrant parents. They need to help them buy a house. However, they don't make a lot of money on paper. And like, there's just a lot of different circumstances that you're going to come across. And if you don't have someone there to provide you the answers, you're not going to be able to successfully help the client. And with that, you know, not only are you hurting your reputation, you're not going to be able to close a deal. You're potentially dealing with lawsuits because at the end of the day you're a licensed professional you're supposed to know what you're doing but real estate school doesn't teach you anything so when I first started in the business sorry when I first started with the team I should say I was harassing Nick with questions every single day and like one thing that I really admired about Nick is like he delivered so when I first sat down with Nick he's like I'll always be there to you know answer your calls and guide you towards the right way and like I was calling Nick every day saying like Nick I have this situation or Nick this client's turned off because we're discussing this and they want to do this instead and Nick I'm kind of in a pickle and you were always there to help me and you definitely need that especially as a new agent and if you don't get that it's really unfortunate but I see a lot of real estate agents start off with a brokerage and they're so excited And they think that they're going to do so well. And then, you know, six to 12 months of not transacting or dealing with a lot of issues and struggles, they end up just leaving the entire industry. And it's heartbreaking. And I, I, you know, have brought my own friends to sit down with you and, and, you know, converse with you to see how you guys can help each other. Because my own friends struggled in the real estate industry. And then, you know, I know what you did for me. And a big part of what you did for me as well is it's not just the 
um, help or assistance that you provided on your own or through your team, Dave, Citra, Jess, you know, the marketing, the contracts, the support. It was also just being inspired by you. And I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. And I think you really need that. I think that when I met you, you walk the walk, you talk the talk and you're busy and you're hustling yourself and like, you know, 20 years in the industry, but you're still doing the same things you did from day one and you're keeping your promises and you're delivering for your clients and you have results and people just like you. And I, I wanted to share this story with you the other day, but it's pretty <laughs> funny. So I was with my girlfriend. Liv, if you're listening to this, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Liv, make sure you follow us. Yeah, Liv. I tagged you in the post the other day. Make sure you follow. Um, but Liv lives in a beautiful court. She has like a 6,500 square foot home in Kleinberg, custom build. And one of the agents, she forgot who a couple years ago went by and we had a buyer looking to purchase something similar to her home. And um her parents ended up like saying okay let's take next steps let's set up an appointment and and the agent at the time I don't know who it was from the team brought you in and Liv I think was like in her early 20s at the point she's an artist so she paints shoes and like apparently you came by the house you sat down with I the remember parents her. Yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah. way yeah i do that's yeah. right yeah she would paint shoes and she stuff was like painting that. shoes that's right yeah, yeah yeah she was painting jordans all this yeah they were pretty cool I yeah know she does awesome awesome yeah, cool work story. i'm just gonna throw her instagram in or by live b but um i remember she said like you know nick is just such a nice guy like you could tell he's genuine and like he's just like very easy to talk to and like my parents felt comfortable so you didn't come off salesy at all like you were like this is the proposition we have this is how we can help you and if you guys are interested you're interested if you're not that's cool too it is what it is right if you want to work with me you work with me if you don't you know i uh it is what it is. We it can't, is what I it can't is. control that, right? Yeah. Um, she says you're famous, and he is famous. She's like, he's uh, famous. Everybody Community knows famous. Community <laughs> famous. Um, it comes from passion. Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of people ask me, you know, what, what really drives you? And it's the passion. Because I love what I do. Mm -hmm. I truly wake up every day, and I really love what I know. Everybody's going to get their days. There's moments like, okay, I never want to work. I don't even want to get up in the morning. I hate this business. Yeah, I'm losing my mind. Yeah. You know, and let me be. But now yeah. it's like ninety percent of my days was like, okay, let's go. I like, I like the challenge. I like the learning process. Yeah, you're fast paced. I, like I like me. a fast pace, but I yeah. like the rush of a deal. Yeah. You know, what I'm trying to say the negotiation aspect. That's what really drives me. That that's yeah. the fun part for it. Yeah, I love meeting people all the time. I so do I. My biggest, my biggest attribute in this business is my listing presentation. You've been with listing presentations with me for quite often. Okay, and yeah. we've done a few of them. But that's kind of where I really shine. Yeah, that's what I love the most. Uh, if you passionate about what you do and you enjoy what you do, it's not a job anymore, right? So you're, you're just, and look at you, right? And I want to get to this and, yeah. and I'm leading to something here. When you're passionate about what you do, you're going to outwork and out hustle anybody, yep. right? Because you just love it. Yep. So you're just going to go in there and you're going to shine all the time, right? And that's the difference between somebody who's going to be successful in this business and who's not going to be successful. 80% of this business is showing up. And what I find with you within your business and what you do every day, because mm -hmm. I see the, the late hours that you put in. Yeah. Um, and I see the amount of time that you prospect and, yeah. and you do and you do what you got to do to become successful within the business. Yeah. That is a really big part of becoming successful in real estate. Now, having that mentorship, having that guidance. Yes, it's all important there. Having those questions, being understanding what to do at the very beginning of the listen presentation. 
how to sit down with somebody in a buyer presentation, seller objections, right? Buyer objections, mm -hmm. knowing how to handle a sign call when that sign call comes in. Yep. These are very important um, things that people need to really understand early on within their business so that you're not going out there, especially at the cost of gas, just wasting time because there are a lot of people that will waste your time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And being a woman, right? Mm -hmm. And you have the hustle, right? You have the passion. I, I, I truly feel you enjoy the business. I do. I'm sure you're going to have your days that you don't. But being a woman is a lot more there's difficult. More Wouldn't you feel that there's a lot more? Did you have any struggles being a woman in real estate versus being a male? Well, I can't shed on the male part, of course. <laughs> well, yeah, but maybe from your perspective, <laughs> how you kidding. see males maybe yeah, get more yeah. business versus you or, mm -hmm. you know, how you're looked upon. What was that like for you? So with prospecting, similar to you, I'm very passionate about my job in general. And I think that's something that you can't fake, right? So like what we were touching upon earlier, the door knocking, I was very successful with the door knocking and it helps because... You know, I think that I'm someone who's a little bit more like I'm bubbly. I'm happy. I genuinely do enjoy meeting people. And I think that when I meet someone similar to you, it's not a number thing for me. It's like, let me get to know them. Let me build a relationship. And that's what this industry is all about. And I think a lot of people will try to tell you otherwise, but it's all about the relationships that you have. And I just closed a deal the other day um, for one of my buyers. They just bought a townhouse and they were telling me like, Marina, one thing about you is I trust you. And I think that the process was not difficult, but there were headaches and there were stress that I took on. But I always made sure to not showcase that to my client. And I always did my homework and my research and my preparation. And Make sure that they had a good experience. I think that's what it is. It's about the client experience that yeah. you're going to provide for your client. That's everything. Enjoying this episode? Leave us a review letting us know what you want to learn next and make sure you're following our podcast to be the first to hear our new episodes every Friday. You can also find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube for full video and behind-the-scenes access. Nick, you told me something as soon as I started. You're like, the moment you showcase one sort of, like, and I'm trying to put it in the best words possible, but the moment a client realizes you're either lying or you have commission breath or you're saying something that's not truthful or you have no way to back up your research, they're gone. And I think that's one thing that I never wanted in my business. Like I never wanted someone to think like this girl's here just to make a sale. And that's why my clients trust me from the beginning. If I don't know something and you've always said this, if you can't answer the question, say that you can get back to them. Don't lie or don't give something that's not truthful because the moment they catch you in one thing or two things, they're going to be like, what kind of real estate agent am I working they're with? They're going to see the inexperience. One. Yeah. Secondly is if you keep lying, you're going to lose that trust. Oh, for sure. And we know in relationships, you got to nail two things. Likeability and trust, baby. There you go. <laughs> right. And that's what it's about. As soon as you lose that trust factor, you lose one or the other, you've lost the client. Right. So you can't lose that. So if you don't have the answer, don't give them an answer. Yeah. Right. Just mm -hmm. let me say, hey, I'll get back to you at that point in time. And yeah. that's exactly what you needed to do. And you're going to provide that client with with such a better experience over the buying and selling process than any other agent in the market. And that's yeah. what will make you stand out. What's going to make you unique versus 70,000 other real estate in the market? Yeah. Um, and then with regards to just like the struggles that comes with being 
a woman in the real estate world, I would definitely say that, you know, I was in for a surprise when I first started. Um, Males would hit on you? Yeah. Like, like, would you get hit on a lot? You know, because I can see that happening quite often, right? Where you feel like, hey, this guy knows I'm a real estate agent, but, you know, he says, I got to buy this. And it happens all the time. I get used all the time. Not, Not from... People just want my my opinions or my values. Oh, for sure. But meanwhile, they already have a cousin who's really lined up to take on the listing, but they just wanted me to yeah. know what or go in there and price their home. Exactly. It happens from that perspective, from my struggles within the business, which yeah. really irritate me. Right. Yeah. So I'm sure that you have those struggles. Yeah, it's very frustrating when you're a woman and you're, you know, prospecting, trying to generate new business. Um, and then all of a sudden somebody messages you and says like, Hey, by the way, I'm looking for something. And you're like, perfect. Like, let's set up a call. And it's like, no, let's go for dinner instead. And it's like, mm, no, let's set up a call. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I, and I think that from a woman's perspective, being a real estate agent, I'm sure there's a lot of that happening. Yeah. Right? And there's a lot of, I, I find like when I deal with men, whether it's, you know, the other side is like a real estate agent or if I have a male client sometimes and I want to choose my words carefully, um, I find that the male clients will say like, you know, just cut your commission or like make sure you make this deal happen where it's like a lot more aggressive and they know that I'm putting in the work. So sometimes I find that they're more likely to power trip over me versus maybe a male um they're more likely to like interrupt me when i'm talking and it's frustrating because i know that i'm intelligent and i'm good at what i do so sometimes you have to put your foot down and then you know there's times where i say like well if this is not working for you that's completely fine like you know i'm still i'm at the point in my business where you know I'm, i'm successful but at the same time I'm not going to be okay with being disrespected, right? Like there's a fine line. Yeah. And I think that you you need to, and I I shouldn't be. And I know that you said that to me early on too. Like there's people who are going to waste your time. There's people who are going to try to, you know, use you and put your foot down. And I find that like a lot of the times as a woman, yeah, you, you'll get harassed. And I think that, you know, whether it's through an open house or uh, a new client pretending that he needs to do some sort of real estate transaction or even male clients or, or male real estate agents who get aggressive, you kind of have to slow down and say, well, watch your tone or, you know, at this point, let's just circle back in in about an hour because it sounds like you're getting angry for whatever reason. And it doesn't happen often, but I, I see that it does happen. And when I talk to my male colleagues, they're like, yeah, no, that doesn't happen to me. But I'm like, well, kind of happens to me. So it can definitely be hard at times. And I want to just encourage women to, you know, know their value, know your worth. And sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it could seem too good to be true. And that's usually the case. Like there was one time I I listed a condo and like I had a, a male contact me. And the conversation went from, I want you to list my condo to... Um, I'm a photographer for, I'm not not kidding. (laughs) Remember I told you this? I'm a a photographer for models and like I take, you know, nude pictures and maybe we could talk a little bit more then. And I'm like, wait, (laughs) what happened? (laughs) 
yeah. <laughs> how this conversation let, let, turned let, into this let's rewind yeah <laughs> let's rewind let's forget about that part so i'll just refer you out to my male colleague rocco <laughs> that's usually <laughs> what i say i'm like no thanks <laughs> oh man so so how do you stay motivated then what motivates you and um what really drives you every day what's it look like for your success right now within your business every day yeah, I think the most important thing that you need to have in this business, and you always talk about this too, is... I talk about a lot of things. I was, you, right? I'm just I was about to say. <laughs> but she does ask a lot of questions. <laughs> in case you're wondering who I'm inspired by, it's this guy, and he basically tells me what to do and I listen. Um, but uh, you definitely need a schedule. You need a routine. So I'm very big on having a very powerful morning routine. Like if you don't have a successful morning routine in my head, your whole day is gone. So um, I like to wake up very early. I like to get some activity in, drink my coffee, walk my dog, take a look at what's happening in the news, go through my emails and just be prepared. So by nine o'clock or 10 o'clock, I'm able to have my appointment. Now with regards to staying motivated, um, having that routine, having that schedule in place to know, okay, this is what I'm doing. And keep in mind that in this business, you're going to have a lot of last minute calls or conversations where clients are like, okay, I randomly changed my mind. I want to put in an offer in for this house, but there's already six offers. So like they're taking offers in about half an hour. So make sure that you're drafting an offer. You're doing your research prior to know what we're negotiating and where we're starting at. I want to take a look at speaking to my mortgage professional. I haven't spoken to them yet. So like you're dealing with a lot of last minute things. So you have to be able to quickly adjust, right. And, and adapt. But, um, I think the way that I like to stay motivated at the same time is what well, one thing I do want to talk about and you touched on this briefly is we're very passionate about what we do and we're one of the lucky peoples who get to love what they do. And I sure. think that I really prioritize my career. I do see the value in what I do. I think that real estate professionals, especially, you know, the ones who are doing it for the right reasons, and there's always this misconception and I want to discuss about it maybe a little bit later that like, you know, real estate agents don't do much. And I see a lot of people, you guys are overpaid, blah, blah, blah. Give me a break. But anyways, um, <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast. I'll be back next yeah, week. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to really talk about that. <laughs> Why people think we're overpaid. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. But anyways, um, being passionate about what we do and having the ability to make make an impact and have change a life change change people's yeah. lives showing people and educating people like i have a lot of first-time home buyers who don't know much they don't come from let's say a family where you know they provided financial literacy and they don't know what their options are and they don't know if they can actually purchase a house and they think that you know they start getting scared and i'll never be able to buy a home and then i sit down and i talk with them i'm like actually no you're able to buy a home through these different options and like I, i'm able to provide them that knowledge and education that um a lot of people nowadays i find a lot of real estate agents won't take the time and spend the time to do but once again we're in this business to build relationships and have long-term relationships so I definitely go the extra mile for all my clients. doesn't matter what the end goal is. It's rather for me to provide them with information and help. But um, yeah, one of the ways that I like to stay motivated as well is just constantly learning. I think that for me, it's very mm -hmm. exciting to 
realize that there's a whole world of information out there and there's things that you don't know so whether it's you know harassing you or Jack Mo with questions or listening to podcasts or educating myself through what's happening in the real estate world talking to a bunch of different real estate agents including mm-hmm. my amazing colleagues I like to constantly challenge myself by continuing to grow my education and then at the same time setting new and bigger goals for myself so first year in real estate, I had a big goal for myself and I was able to meet that goal. Amazing. Yeah. And, and goals are important, right? Extremely important. Yeah. Yeah. Writing them down, you know, telling yourself where do you want to be. Manifesting right? it. Manifesting it, right? How do you now look at towards in 20, you know, you had a, you had a good year for 2022. And I think there was a lot of growth in 2022 for you. Oh, for sure. Um, we're moving into 2023. I believe your business should at least grow on a minimum by 30%. Mm-hmm. How do you plan on doing that? Great question. Um, I think there in, is... In a struggling market, by the way. Yeah. In a difficult struggling market, a market that we probably, I haven't seen in 20 years. Yeah. Where, you know, interest rates have been this high. Yeah. Uh, supply is really down. Yeah. Um, demand is still there. But you even Definitely. if you have the buyer to try to, you know, match into a product... It's a lot more difficult to transact because there's not much available to choose from and it takes more time and more patience to go through that process. Yeah. So in a struggling market, I'm gonna ask you this way, have you thought about how you will look to increase those numbers? Because I think this year you've for twenty twenty two you hit the hundred percent club. I did. That was a that was a really good achievement. That it's really awesome. Thank you. Um how do you now wanna get to the next level? You know what? I've been thinking a lot about how I can differentiate myself from the everyday agent. And I think that what I like to do is just, I'm very big on trying to showcase to my clients the power of listening to a certain thing that I'm advising them. So for example, if I'm instructing my client, I'm advising my client I think that this pre-construction condo, for example, works better than this one. I'm not just explaining to them why. I'm showcasing evidence and materials. Take a look at this price list. Take a look at the comparables from a resale perspective. Take a look at what's happening from a development perspective. Take a look at what they're planning to do here. So I'm doing a lot of research and a lot of information to back up the knowledge that I'm providing them. And I think that, you know, a lot of real estate agents that I that I find sometimes I'm tra- transacting with are more just, let's do this quickly, let's do this quickly. And I'm like, no, let's take a step back. So I helped my client two, three weeks ago purchase a condo in Brampton. And there was a large parcel of land behind um, the condo. It's about six, seven years old. And I went out of my way to find out what they're planning to do with that land. It's important. That's your job. That's my job. Your job is to know that for them, right? Because if they feel like they're backing onto conservation, and then two years later, all of a sudden, a construction site is coming back, and they're scrapers, they're scraping all that land. Yep. You know, the blame's going to get put back on you. Yeah. So you got to do your due diligence and make sure that you're doing your investigations. Oh, for sure. And I think that's how I try to differentiate myself, just showing my clients as much value as I possibly can. But at the same time, one thing that I do is, and I find that in this industry, I don't know why, but I'm working 24-7. So similar to you, if someone's calling me at 10 p.m. 
or I'm getting a call at 6 a.m. or someone needs information right away, I'm getting back to you within five to 10 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I find that I'll call a real estate agent at 5 p.m. and they're like, can this wait until tomorrow morning? And it's like, can it? It's a Toronto real estate market. It's, <laughs> it's moving really quickly. <laughs> By the time you wake up tomorrow morning, it ain't going to be there. <laughs> Right? The and, house and, is and sold. There's already 14 yes. offers. So yeah. you need to call me back. <laughs> <laughs> I had an agent, like he just called me back after four days and he's like, sorry, busy week. I'm like, how busy can you be? It's been four days. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, that's one thing that my clients find that I do. Like my clients are like, Rina, you sent me an email at 1am last night. I'm like, I'm sorry, did I wake you up? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that's also something that I have to learn for myself as well, that I'm learning like not to get burnt out because is, there was yes. a point that I was burnt out. And what was my advice to you there? Chill. Chill, man. <laughs> we'll get a vacation. Yeah. You will, because in, especially in our industry, if we're not traveling, <laughs> at least just taking a little bit of break for ourselves, you know, once a quarter, you'll yep. really find yourself getting tired. And when you're burnt out and you're tired, you can see it. You know, you start acting more within desperation. You just, you know, your conversations are just not as comfortable. Um, you're, you're really not motivated. You're yeah. not, you don't want to pick up the phones to have conversations with people. Yeah. Yeah. But when you go and recharge and come back, yeah. right? Because when I go away, you know, and you know me, I spend a lot of time making sure that I'm educating myself constantly on podcasts. Mm-hmm. I'm reading books and everything is just surrounding, you know, now it's personal growth and, you know, how can I become a better leader? And, yep. you know, what are other team leaders doing, you know, to help within their business? So much of that is really just always been built on educating myself and educating myself, right? Yep. How to run a better podcast. When I'm there, I rejuvenate. I get refreshed. I'm recharged. When I come back, I'm like, rawr, right? <laughs> I want to just, I'm beast mode. Yeah. I just want to start attacking again, right? It's just kind of what the processes within our industry and in our sector, you have to take those times for yourself. Yeah. Right. When we looked at your schedule at the very beginning, I remember we looked at it and said, okay, let's plan your days off. Yeah, correct. Right. Remember correct. we talked about that. Let's plan your days off. Yeah. Let's make it about Marina first, right? Because you have the ability right now within your business to create your own schedule, to yep. create your own business plan. Right. So build around that. Everything else you can fill in the pieces, right? Dealing yep. with offers, dealing with showings. Yeah. Days that you're going to call or make your prospects. Days you're going to go door knock. Yeah. Once you've done that for the day, you move on. Move it on. Yeah. Chalk it up, right? Yeah. So I know we're getting a little bit longer into the show. Uh, I just have one more question for you though. Right now, um, um, what do you think your advice would be for somebody who's looking to start? in the real estate business? There's a lot of moving parts to real estate. So one thing that I was in a surprise for is, so you're not only learning and trying to understand what's going on and learning the entire process, whether you're helping a seller or a buyer. So I think there's a massive learning curve that you need to be able to learn quickly. And I think that in real estate, you get thrown a lot of obstacles one thing that you need to keep in mind as a real estate agent is that your client is always relying on you. So your client doesn't know, you know, I want to say 75% of the time what to do. So they're looking at you to advise correctly. And if you're not advising correctly, as I mentioned earlier, you're losing the client. I would definitely encourage real estate agents, especially ones that are starting off to please, please, please join a team. Um, this industry's cutthroat. 
you're going to meet real estate agents who have been in the year, in the industry for 30, 40 years who know that you're new and are going to try to take advantage of you. You're going to meet people who are going to use you. You're going to meet people who don't want the best for you. We've been through that. Yeah. 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 And you're going to meet a lot of people who are going to misguide you simply for their own selfish purposes. And you need someone who's going to be there to guide you and direct you properly. Um, Nick, you're very protective of the agents on your team simply because you care about us, but also we're representing your brand and you want to make sure that when we're going out there, there's nobody who's taking advantage. And I respect that. And I think that when you're competing in an industry, the Toronto real estate market that has 75,000 plus real estate agents, you need someone who has your back. You need someone who's going to show you exactly what tools you need to utilize in order to successfully complete a deal. Because one thing that I mentioned earlier is there's a lot of moving parts. So it's not just about generating the client, right? It's the contracts, it's the conversations, it's the negotiations that go into it. It's the showcasing the value on your end. It's making sure that you're always um, explaining accurately to your client what you know, they're looking to achieve. Um, and I think it's a lot of late nights. And that's one thing that you had mentioned earlier. I'm working late nights all the time. Because when people are at work, right, they're not really, you're not really hearing from your clients. Your cl- you're going to start hearing from your clients when they're done work in the evenings. After 5 p.m. After 5 p.m. Yeah. When they're, they're done with the day, now they can talk about, hey, let's go see this house or what house have you seen? Yeah. So your days are full and then you're still working in the evening. So there is a lot of hustle that comes in behind becoming a licensed real estate agent yep. and it's not all what we see with the glamour and the fancy cars and the fancy suits and the nice dresses and the high heels and all that stuff there's a it's big all com- BS. there's a it's all bs right yeah. so there's a big component to that and i advise young inspiring real estate agents from my perspective is the reason you want to probably join a team whether it's my team or somebody else's team it doesn't really matter find a, a team or a leader that has the experience already because he's already made mistakes in his growth process in building a team, right? So that's what you really want to find, number one, when you're looking for a team. But the second thing is, how can you be valuable to your clients when we said there's so many moving parts in the business when you're focused in on your own by dealing with your, all your social media and your marketing and your website and your your paperwork and your typing your own offers and, your and doing database. your own database and then your database and building that up where you can remove that from your platform. Yep. Take that off your shoulders now you can just worry about, hey, this is my CRM. How do I build my CRM? How do I get in front of more clients, have more conversations? Mm-hmm. More conversations will lead into more contracts. Mm-hmm. More contracts will lead into more offers. More offers will lead into more money at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That's your goal as a real estate agent. Correct. How do you focus in to make sure that you maintain those goals? And that's what will help you do at the very beginning. And then yeah. in a maturing process is where you go and you say, hey, listen, I feel like I'm always working. Well, then we can work on how do we build the next step for you or the next phase of your of your business, right? We try to help people understand is I don't want you to build this as a job, mm-hmm. right? This is not a job. And, and that's where most real estate agents fail mm-hmm. is because they treat it as a job. If they treat it as a business yeah. and run it as a business and you can in a team environment, run it as a business, then that's where you will see the real big benefits and the real growth of your business. Yeah, you're self-employed and you always, and I think that's why um, I started off so strong because I understood 
the business mindset that I do have is so important to continuing to close deals and make more money because it's not just uh let me close a deal it's let me work on this client let me build a relationship let me make sure that i'm keeping in touch every couple months let me know that i value them let me send them a gift during christmas time yeah, <laughs> like the it's, experience it's all about the experience you're not forgetting about the client at the end yeah, of the day and that's what it's about it's all about you yeah. know the experience and how you're making the client feel yeah. and you need to definitely have a business mindset when it comes to um real estate and dealing with your own clients in real estate um your database is everything. It's absolutely everything. And I'm always making sure to touch points. Like I will, I'm talking to my clients and I'm taking exact notes of what they're telling me. Like my client yesterday told me his wife's name. I put that in my database because when I come and I meet him in the office and I'm like, oh, how's, uh, you know, Deborah? And he's like, oh, she's good. You remember her name? And he's very, very impressed. Yeah. And I think that, you know, allows. Those little things do add up. Yep. They do add up for sure. And I think that's what allows you to have repeat business, referral business, and so forth, which is very important. You know, Marina, this has been a really good episode. We definitely want to have you back on again. Um, I think you're inspiring. I think you're courageous. Uh, I think you're a very hard worker. Thank you. Um, and I think the future will be bright for you. Uh, I do appreciate you coming on the show. This has been great. Um, and I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Should I co-host moving forward or not? Yeah, we'll get you on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my We're new chair. Get, that's your new chair. We're going to have you more uh, more often on the show for sure. I um, guarantee that. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me, guys. No problem. Thanks for coming in. Looking to buy or sell? Call a team you can trust. Don't believe me? Our Google reviews say it all. Put us on your lawn. Your house will be gone. Theoptteam.com.